Okay, hi, this is Anna Poirier from Yoga Body Nutrition, and I'm here today with Tara, who I'm going to be supporting and gaining some deeper insights, awarenesses, and tangible tools around her life path and her higher calling, and we're going to be using her astrological birth chart. So welcome, Tara. It's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Anna. I've been really looking forward to this. You're so uh, intuitive, and you have such a wonderful energy. I'm excited for this reading. Yeah, well, I'm really thrilled and honored to be doing this for you. So, um, you know, just say maybe a little, a few words about, you know, what you do. And um, yeah, just just kind of even even like creative pursuits, um, not just like what you do from the the more just conventional standpoint, but you can include both. <laughs> okay, uh, what I do, huh? Um, okay, well, you know me really well. So um, I guess uh, what I would say is I, I think I'm both uh, analytical as well as creative um, mm-hmm. and I tend to uh, f- feel my way through life through my heart mm-hmm. very cool um, and do you have any specific questions or areas that you want to kind of look at in today's reading I've never had my chart looked at or even mm. done. So this reading is new to me. So I think we'll just take it from, I'm just curious to see where you start. Okay. And then I might right. have some more questions, <laughs> you know, throughout it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, and please, um, as we go through, if, questions come up you know I'll be I'll be going through some of the different aspects and I'll I'll be checking in with you too and and seeing if you have any if you have any specific questions um but at the same time feel free to ask them um if they do come up and I'm not actually asking you for that so I think that's important um okay my dear so let's Let's Wonderful. dive in. <laughs> Guide me through. Guide um, me through. I, your chart was really interesting to look at. Everybody's chart is really interesting to look at. But what was, what I'm continually sort of, uh, especially when I know somebody and then I look at their chart and, and I see things kind of from a completely different perspective. Uh, so I want to share some things that I initially saw in your chart um, that I never could have, you know, shared with you if I hadn't been looking at it in this way. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of things. One is that you have a lot. I, I knew that cancer was your sun sign, but you have quite a lot of cancer. And you have what would be called a cancer stellium. And a stellium is when uh, basically you have a lot of planets or energies associated with a particular astrological sign or a particular house. And um, since this is your first time, like there are 12 astrology signs and then there are 12 astrological houses and each house is associated with a different astrological sign okay and and what did you call it i am cancer heavy or what was the word yeah we call it a stellium and how do you spell that i can't quite hear oh yeah it's s-t-e-l-l-i-u-m stellium i got it yeah so it's even something that if you were curious and you wanted to research that, like what does a cancer stellium mean or whatever, you know, um, if that if that was something that you wanted to explore. Um, but what what my take on it, because of what you have in cancer, which is your sun, which you already know, 
Um, but you also have your moon, your Mercury, and Saturn are all in Cancer. And um, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to sort of make sense of all this as we move through it, but when I'm doing your chart, when I'm looking at your chart, the foundation of what we consider to be like your life path, uh, one day I'll have to show you the little drawings that I do <laughs> to keep it kind of organized and in my brain, but it's like the foundation of what supports your life path is your sun, your moon, and your mercury. Your moon being the emotions, your sun being the physical, the mercury being the mental. and um, so literally because you have sun, moon, mercury, all in cancer, it's like cancer, how I saw this, and this is just my interpretation is like cancer. The cancer energy is the foundation of your life path. Okay. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of go, go deeper into that, but I'm just sort of laying that framework down. And the other thing that I'll mention too is you, mm -hmm. have, you have another stellium in a house. You have a, a stellium in the seventh house. And here you have some of the same planets. You have Moon, Mercury, Saturn. Those are all that you had in Cancer too. And then you have Venus and you have, I guess it's not a planet. What is she? She's like an asteroid or a mini planet. I, I forgot what it's called, but it's, it's, it's a planetary influence called Lilith. I'm not going to go really deep into Lilith today. Um, you know, usually I go a little bit deeper into that in subsequent readings, but, um, but just so you know, that's a lot happening in your seventh house and your seventh house. So Venus, Lilith, and what was the other one? Uh, so Venus, Lilith, and then three that you had in cancer too were moon, Mercury, and Saturn. We're also all in the seventh house all in your seventh house. So the seventh house is a really busy place for you. <laughs> well, I always knew seven was my lucky number. <laughs> seven was a really important number to me. So it's, it's interesting to get that validation. Well, yeah. And what's, so what I'll just share with you, cause we're going to go deeper into cancer, but the seventh house represents partnerships, relationship, love, these are represented by the, the seventh house. And you might even, if you, again, were inclined to like do any research, you might just want to research the seventh house and see mm -hmm. what's associated there because um, this is also going to be a really potent influence. And so along with cancer, there's a potent influence of this seventh house energy. So I almost see as I go through your reading that like everything relates, I don't want to say everything, but there's a flavor of the seventh house in a lot of what we talk about. And there's mm. a, there's a flavor of cancer. So that partnership, that relationship, that love. And, and again, I'll try to dive deeper into that, but I, I also see this as obviously external partnership relationship, all of that, but internal. Mm. Um, okay. So, and that, that's interesting because even though I'm in finance, it's relationship based. So, yeah. everything in my life is very, and you know, that actually connection and relationship is really my purpose. So, yes, yeah. And I, and, and you, from what I know of you too, you do infuse this Cancerian energy into it. And you know, I'll just dive into that because it's your sun sign and, um, and that is that nurturing, that mothering, uh, family oriented, there's a sentimentality to cancer, a traditional, like there's a certain traditional quality to cancer, um, love to take care of others, a loyalty, a generosity, intuition, and so I can't underscore like very sensitive cancer, very sensitive. And especially cause you have a pretty strong dose of cancer here. Um, and there's such a, there's a certain amount of like craving comfort, like just really liking to have comfort. Um, and even though there's this deep sensitivity and emotionality that goes along with cancer, 
they can be emotionally reserved to a certain extent. It's not always like that people know that and read it. Um, and even on the shadow side, potentially like moody, depressed, um, mm -hmm. and kind of like withdrawn, right? So these are all, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting with your sun sign. And, and so when we look at your sun sign, it is often how you, what you relate to and how you see yourself and not always what is externally evident to others. Um, is and that the moon, moon sign? Because mm -hmm. your moon rising is that, and I think I've looked that up and I, it was Sagittarius. Yep. So I'll be going, I'll be going into that in a moment, but yeah, so that's your, that's your rising. And, um, but your, your can't, you know, your sun sign is kind of more what you relate to. So I don't know if that feels mm -hmm. true for you that you're, you know, that you relate to these Cancerian energies mm -hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, I, that's, that's what I feel inside of me. Mm -hmm. um, but, and, and you also, so I, before I go into your rising, I'm actually going to jump over to your moon because that's in Cancer as well, like I said. Um, and your, so like, yeah, like the, the, the sun is going to be what you relate to. It's also going to be sort of woven in the fabric of what you do and how you do it. But again, not, I'm like emphasizing, it's not always like super evident on the surface. Um, when we add in your moon sign, which you also have in cancer, um, this is your emotionality. This is also the shadows. This is um, what, this is, you know, if you think about the moon, it's not illuminated, right? It's, it's in the darkness and it's, it's kind of, it deals too with the ancestral wounds, um, that you've potentially brought into this world, but it, but for sure for you on a personal level, it is your emotional and your, your emotions and your emotional motivation. What kind of allows you to keep on your path of your higher calling. And when you're not feeling nurtured, like when your moon isn't feeling nurtured, that's where there can be some of these shadow aspects that come up of, um, and I would say because cancer is already so deeply feeling and deeply sensitive, um, that having a moon in cancer really means there's a depth of, sensitivity is, is how I would say it. Um, and I think this is where that shadow of cancer, where they withdraw, where they, they just are like, so they've been so nurturing that they all of a sudden are like, I have nothing left to give. And they're just like, Psh into the, into the crab shell. I keep wanting to call it a clam shell into the crab shell, <laughs> the crab shell. Um, the idea with taking care of your moon is to kind of to start to find the balance. And part of what I see I'm going to keep relating back to like the cancer stellium and probably even the seventh house stellium. But part of what I, what really came to me, like immediately when I looked at your chart was being like a big part of your path, Tara is to stay hyper aware, even though you may be like, no, I feel like I'm aware of this. I feel like I'm aware of this. I think, that your path actually asks you to be like hyper aware of the balance of giving and receiving, giving and receiving, giving mm -hmm. and receiving, nurturing and being nurtured. And, and that this is just a, a delicate place for you in, in your life. Uh, and one, again, 
even if you feel like, oh yeah, no, I, like I kind of have awareness. It's like, there's some aspects, like especially Saturn. Saturn is a little bit of a prodder and sometimes people even see it as like a negative and you have that in cancer too. It just requires like even a, a level, a notch up of, of attention to this. And because of the seventh house stellium, I see it too as like being very, very hyper aware inside of relationships to the point where like with a cancer moon, regardless of some of the other parts of your chart, I would say it's so important for someone who has their moon in cancer to make sure that they feel nourished regularly by their community, by their clients, by the relationships that they have, like literally kind of assessing that and being like, if I don't feel nourished, I have to find a way to either be nourished or usher that relationship on to another um, another way of being, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how this is landing. Yeah, I'm a deeply feeling person for sure, um, and I've always known that um yeah and and i i think it's yeah it's certainly resonating okay yeah um you know and that would just that would just be my kind of two you know two two cents around your moon and i'm going to go into your mercury because that's also in cancer <laughs> um and it's part of that foundation too that that i said so you have cancer 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 in that foundation um and when I, when I look at your, so, okay, so Mercury is going to be uh, from a, like a more of a, this world, this material world perspective, it deals with your communication. Okay. How you communicate all of that. So you're, you're going to um, be more of an emotional communicator being that it's, that it's a water sign than mm -hmm. like an intellectual communicator or a, even like a physical, you know, more physically oriented. Um, but I think with cancer, this, like what comes up again with the, with the mercury is being able to, yes, you communicate emotionally, but communicating emotionally with boundaries with healthy boundaries, you know, like sometimes I boundaries feel so like hard and, but boundaries aren't They're They're like with that healthy structure of, of boundary, uh, around your emotional well-being and your emotional balance. Um, and this, you know, these boundaries would be, uh, around energy, people, emotions, whatever, you know, all of that. And, um, being able, like, kind of like a self-care inside of your Mercury from, because we also look at, look at Mercury, not just like on the physical plane, but more of the spiritual plane, as far as your communication with like the divine or your, or a higher self, as far as like manifestation, like I'm communicating with that divine energy or whatever and in order <laughs> That's to interesting. manifest so so mercury is more this world but then it's also connecting with the spiritual world yes and you know what will make sense to you around this is i described the glyph the little uh symbol that represents mercury and mm -hmm. the the glyph is actually venus so the symbol for venus is the the theme the divine feminine symbol um, and then Mercury is, is Venus, Venus's symbol with like a little antenna hat, like these two little ears that stick up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's literally like this divine feminine with her little antenna up connecting. Mm -hmm. you know, connecting Interesting. Upward. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I go into more of that spiritual communication and how you're, you know, and we look at it as like, 
communicating up there to bring it down here, like communicating up there to bring it into the material world. Um, and this is where like understanding a little bit about this and cancer is like, in order for cancer to really communicate in that way on that spiritual plane, um, there has to once again, be that nourishment of the self and a nourishment of your psychic abilities, like however that looks for you. Um, and really using your feelings, your emotions to manifest, to create so that it's going to be less about the intellectual for you and more about, uh, what would that feel like? How does that feel? Mm -hmm. Well, when you started this, you, you asked me to share a little, and I, I did say, I pretty much go through the world you through my heart using my heart yeah you did yeah I heard you mm -hmm. I heard you say that for sure um and you know and I yeah no I I, I think that's very that's very affirming to to all of this and I'm going to go into your rising and then I, I want to I'll keep circling back around to this because it's sort of a an important point um and I know you've done a lot. I mean, I know you've done a lot of work and continue to do, do that, that inquiry into yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And the boundaries piece is great and the nourishing and, you know, I think that's all very spot on and, and I, I am in full agreement. Yeah. Good. Good. That's, that's great to hear. Um, so let's go into your rising. Um, because as you know, you have your rising in Sagittarius. And when, uh, when I'm looking at it through the, the life path astrology lens, or we even call it like spiritual astrology, your rising sign actually relates to your life path and your soul's calling. It is how other people tend to see you. Um, more so than your sun sign. And it's even kind of what they are drawn to. Are, you know, they're, they're drawn to you and want that. They're like desiring that from you. Um, and it's, we even look at it as like the problem you're here to solve, you know, like the, the, what you're here to offer really. Um, and Sagittarius is, I like to think of Sagittarius as the master teacher, the philosopher. Um, they, are, they are wise and there's this element of fun and adventure and freedom seeking that is very Sagittarian. Um, foreign cultures, exploration, writing, and sometimes that like that freedom that freedom seeking can have an element of like hard to tie down right like it it depends on the sagittarius and how what else they have going on for them but there can be this like they're just hard to pin down now you have a lot of cancer and cancers tend to be a little more home you know sort of very home. Yeah. You know, so that's interesting how there's this sort of duality of, mm -hmm. and I've, I do feel that where at times in my life, I'm just home and home and home. But then there are times that I've, as you know, I'm a big traveler and yeah. adventurer and freedom seeking for sure. Yeah. So I get that, but there is that duality that I've been familiar with, um, and have recognized mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I shift. There are times when I need more home and there are times when I need more freedom. Certainly after my divorce, I needed more freedom. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Tot yeah. And that's really like, um, so it's almost like, you know, again, I think you have a, a really, from what I sense is there's a good awareness around a lot of this like balance, but it is this, it is a little bit of this balance because you have Sagittarius that shows up in two other kind of key aspects that we're going to talk about today. 
And then you have all this cancer. So that's why I was like, oh my God, it's, it's just so about this, like giving, receiving, nurturing, being mm-hmm. nurtured, um, mm-hmm. that there's the outward, the inward, the out. And, and, and if, you know, if there isn't like really keen attention on that, one of them's going to throw you off and, mm-hmm. and send you into some of those shadows and those places where you may feel stuck or unseen or um, frustrated, depressed, you know, like whatever, whatever it is, um, fighting for your freedom. If it's like Sagittarius, like, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, there's a little bit of common ground. Well, you know, like Sagittarius have big hearts. I would say, you know, cancer for sure does too. Um, go, going the extra mile. That's very Sagittarian, but they like cancer can be a bit emotionally detached and, and, and it's, you may internally feel that emotionality, but the external can be, uh, you know, people may not see that really. Um, and which is strange because people, do, I, I feel like I'm very much seen as a emotionally accessible person, but it's interesting that you say, say that because I do know some cancers where I feel that they are more emotionally detached, but I, yet I know they're very emotional, but I always get that impression, but it could also just be, you know, situational and person specific too, where I feel comfortable to be vulnerable to, you know, so all of that. For sure. And, you know, this is, it's interesting, of course, because I know you and Mm -hmm. I know you pretty well. And what I'll reflect back because I do know you and in looking at your chart, I would say that until, you know, I got to know you a little bit better, I didn't know how emotionally sensitive you were. Like it, it almost when I first discovered it took me by surprise. Mm. So that's where I was like, Oh, this makes total, you know, this makes total sense from the outside observing in, right? Like, um, so yeah, that's, and, and I do, and I do think that's a, that's a big thing is like that feeling of safety. That's really big for cancer. You know, they're, they're sensitive creatures. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, whatever, just. (laughs) Well, and that's sort of, you know, the crab's hard external shell too. Exactly. 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 But soft inside. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, like, you know, the Sagittarius, like I said, is, is maybe a little bit more of what people see from the outside. Right. And then they may start to get a little bit more of that cancer once they, once they get to know you. And it's something too that you are absolutely 100% going to sprinkle throughout. You do this in your work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I haven't actually worked with you, but I know that that, that filters in there just from, from conversations. Um, And it's, it's a special quality. It is a, it is like a magic fairy dust that you have to use. Um, that's going to be different than someone who doesn't have that and is still in your same line of work. Um, because you have it in cancer again, (laughs) let's, let's talk about Saturn. And, um, so Saturn, I think I just kind of touched on it because Saturn can be a little bit more of like, um, a potential challenging aspect, but what Saturn is, is Saturn is like the disciplinarian father. Saturn, and Saturn uh, wants to see that you're putting in the work and like, like utilizing, okay, so let me backtrack for a second. Like I said, you have Saturn in Cancer. So this is a relationship between Cancer and Saturn. Cancer is the mother. Cancer is nurturing. Cancer is the feminine. Saturn is the disciplining disciplining father. 
little bit more in the physical reality, interested in results, interested in that kind of a thing, not really emotional. Um, so it's this conversation and you have, you have Saturn in cancer in the seventh house. So again, it relates back to that partnership, relationship, love. Um, Saturn is going to, like if they were going to sit down, you know, and I think again, if you think about it as a father figure, what would, what would he want to see? What would he, you know, ask of cancer? That and and I I really feel like this comes back to making you know he'd be like okay let's make sure that you're honoring and nurturing yourself in these partnerships whether they're business partnerships and relationships or personal partnerships having like and it's I mean I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit so forgive me but like having those healthy boundaries, you know, cause he's interested in you, in your well-being. That's how I see this father figure. Right. But he's going to be like a little bit like, mm, let's do this. Let's, you know, make sure that these, these are in place. Don't get too stuck in your just emotional waves. Um, and then I think too, he would be supportive of you using the Cancerian ability to feel your way through things and intuit um, as you as you are guided along your path, um, so that there may not be that need to then withdraw and retreat into the shell. There can be again a little more of a of a balanced progression if that makes mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. well, so saturn's sort of like accountability yes that's a good holding way to... you to accountability uh-huh yeah. uh-huh and you know and what i say is this is why people sometimes have a negative view of saturn is is because when you're sort of not aware of of that whole accountability to that dynamic of of whatever whatever wherever saturn shows up for you that you meet up with challenges you meet up. And I, I almost think of it as like feeling like it's a physical challenge, like, like hitting your head up against the brick wall. Why am I hitting my head against the brick wall? Um, <laughs> you know, whereas the moon is more mm -hmm. of like that emotional, potentially that emotional, um, that feeling place. Um, this is, this is like that. Yeah. This is like more of that, that phys like, obstacles physical mm -hmm. obstacles um when there is this copacetic accountability relationship um saturn actually rewards and that can be with opportunities with um, that can be monetary rewards so it's kind of a fun you know i i would say just having this knowing even for you it could be even a fun thing to play with now that you're, you know, now that I've like brought the astrological, you know, flavor into the mix of, of how this could work is you can like check too when things sort of open up for you, you could be like, Oh, how, you know, what was my accountability to like Saturn and cancer, you know, at that mm -hmm. moment versus like when you feel like there are actually physical obstacles, what was going on in that respect? Was I Mm -hmm. kind of nurturing was I maintaining healthy boundaries was I allowing intuition mm -hmm. to kind of be at the forefront so I don't know mm -hmm. I see that and it is interesting that cancer is in both the moon and the Saturn as well as the mercury because yeah uh -huh. that's so it's it's I don't believe in bad or good and so it's, it's just this very dynamic, but it's just so broad that it's this very, I can, I can, uh, I have, I have cancer from all these angles, as you were saying. You do. So it's just very present. It's just very much a part of, of you and an energy that shows up in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, so uh, let's see, I am 
I'm going to go into your north node and your south node. And um, here we have just a Okay, little, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, well, I'm about, I'm about to tell you. Okay. Um, okay, so, and this is funny. The last, the last reading I did, she was like, well, what is the north node? Like, she's like, is the north node is a planet? And I was like, it's not a planet. It's like a, it's like, I'm like, I'm like it's like, and I, and I was like, you know what? I need to find out exactly what it is. Cause I always thought of it as almost like, like your North star because it's um, so your, your North node is called also called your true node. Um, and it is what presents it's, it's a challenge. It's like challenging you to move towards your destiny. And I'll, I'm going to, I'm creating a whole picture here. So that's kind of half the picture. Um, so North node, it's a challenge that's moving you closer to your destiny. When you embrace that challenge, you have your North node in Sagittarius. Now opposite your North node is your South node and your South node is your natural gifts, your natural abilities. This is different. This is just sort of like another aspect that plays into the bigger, the recipe of, of your life path. Um, so, you know, it's different than like your rising sign uh, and all of that. But it's just like this other aspect of these, the South Node being your natural gifts, kind of your, just like these, these certain aspects of you that come naturally. Okay. And you have this, the opposite sign of Sagittarius which is where you have your North node is Gemini. And um, so I'm going to start with Gemini because this is, this is a lot of what just might sort of come organically to you. And, and Gemini are very intellectual. Uh, they're very head, head oriented, like a lot of ideas, um, very smart, very quick. Um, like I said, they can just generate a lot of ideas up uh, there. They, they can research. They love researching the facts and collecting data and all of that is very Gemini. Like there's even like a journalistic component to Gemini uh, because they research all the data and then they can collect all the facts and then they can, you know, and then they're, they're very gifted at writing. Um, and well, that all that research and, <laughs> and analytical head, you know, that's definitely up. You know, sounds like me too, for sure. And and you utilize these skills in your work, like, right? Mm -hmm. Very like much in my work and and just all my interests. And it's yep. funny what you said about writing, um, because um, the writing piece is interesting because I've, I've gotten um, interested in doing writing mm. over the years. And, and it, it's funny because I sort of labor over it, but it feels so, it feels almost like I've birthed something after I've written something. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, that's definitely a skill, a natural ability, um, with your Gemini South node. Um, and they're very, um, oh my gosh, there's a word it's, they're very, I was going to say coercing, but that's not quite the word, but it's similar to that. It's like, they can really talk people into just about anything, anybody into anything. <laughs> Convincing. Convincing. Thank you. Yes. Convincing. So it, it's like this ability to, um, because they're communicators, they're, they're communicators and they're good with words and they can just like kind of chat it up and, and they can like literally sell you on any idea. <laughs> um, there's just this aspect. So the, 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 the bright side of that is that they have an ability to communicate with enthusiasm. And, and if we look at it from a shadow side, um, you know, sort of an unevolved Gemini might uh, be prone to little white lies, to manipulation, to like, okay, I have this gift, I can kind of, I can be convincing, but 
this isn't totally the truth, you know? So I'm just kind of, I'm just sort of uh, mentioning that. Um, I actually, <laughs> I just want to share this with you because I also have Gemini South Node. And, um, and when I was sort of learning about this and learning about it almost like from a past life perspective, that, um, that they said that Gemini North, South Node can sometimes that in a past life, they were like, they kind of were a little bit manipulative and like, weren't that, um, maybe lied to get their way. And that it's possible that a Gemini South Node, when they're a child, maybe was prone to a lot of little white lies, right? And I was like, oh my God, I totally used to do that. And I had to like overcome it. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. Well, because I'm actually, I would say um, that I, it must be a past life thing because I'm almost to a fault where, and maybe it's because of my heavy cancer mothering, nurturing, or I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, even my former husband used to say, you're like the worst liar. He could, if I tried, <laughs> he would pick it out and he's like, you are terrible. <laughs> although, although his, uh, surprise party, I was very good at when I, <laughs> so I, you know, he was pretty surprised that I was able to pull that off knowing what a terrible liar I was. Right. Right. That's funny. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> but, but not, I do see what you mean to be, um, to be coerced. If, if you can be sort of convincing of something, um, but for me, I always feel, you know, for example, um, my job could at times be considered, I think some, some people have not considered, but some people have taken it from a sales perspective where that is vehemently against what I do. And I've left mm -hmm. large firms mm -hmm. because it felt manipulative yeah. and where because relationships and um, partnerships and, you know, sort of that nurturing family, um, all of that is that and loyalty that is so strong maybe in me that that is not, and perhaps maybe in a past life, you know, I was a little, <laughs> um, more of a charlatan, but now <laughs> I I've overcut. Yeah. Overcut. Like it's so repulsive. It's sort of to me. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Interesting. And again, like I said, it's like the shadow and the light, right? Like it's, it's not, those are just, uh, it's not right. Something that you may have overcome or experienced in a past life there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that is interesting that you say that because it, it is almost upsetting to me when I hear that someone has been taken advantage of. Yeah. That is something that really upsets me and I want to go into full protection mode of that person yeah. or thing. Yeah. yeah, I could, um, I could see that. And so that is, you know, you really progressing through a lot of this spiritual, astrological, you know, whatever journey that, that you're, that you're on. Um, mm -hmm. but I can be convincing if I, if I truly <laughs> believe it, but you know, yeah. but that's because I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying like, that's a positive thing. You know, like this is like, we look at the light side, but then there's, there's always the shadow, which is there, but it doesn't mean that you're embracing it or living it. Um, you know, and so when we look at what, how I look at this is like, okay, you take these natural gifts, these natural abilities and then you channel them into the challenge of the North Node. And you have the North Node in Sagittarius, which is your rising sign. So sometimes I think when somebody has like a North Node that's the same as their rising, the challenge may not be as great because of that, that it already exists in, in, their, in a pretty prominent position. But I still think like, 
it's just a different type of perspective here where, um, you know, Sagittarius is going to be about the bigger picture, whereas Gemini is like, you know, all the little details, all the little facts. This is like channeling them then out into the broader perspective and the bigger picture rather than potentially getting just caught up in all the little factual details um, and scattering, uh, potentially scattering energy in too many different directions. So it's like that global perspective, bigger picture, um, taking risks uh, is, you know, very Sagittarian type of thing. Um, and you have that cancer, which can tend towards a little bit more comfort. Um, and it's like taking that, all that knowledge or all that intellect that Gemini has and coming into expanded consciousness um, because Sagittarius ultimately is this master teacher. They, they, if, if, you know, it's about kind of starting to take all that research, all that, um, all, all the ideas from Gemini and then starting to create your own philosophies your own ideas, your own wisdom to a certain extent. And this may be something that you start to evolve into as you're, you know, at, like even particularly in your work um, that you may start and maybe you already do. I, I don't even know this, but you may really like it would, it, I, I think for you to like embrace the idea of like, Maybe I'm going to have my own, you know, philosophies. Maybe I'm even going to teach about these philosophies, like a new, a different perspective of factual, factually based details that Gemini's collected, um, but that are, are like a higher level, like a higher level than just what is like status quo. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, um, mentoring one person and I actually uh in the last week got a request to mentor somebody else cool too so who's uh, new in the profession so but that that is interesting about doing evolving it and growing it because that's very much I'm in a study group and that's very much what we do Mm, so yeah yeah I think um and I, one other thing I'll just mention about Gemini is, and in relation to Sagittarius and Cancer, since that's so prominent, is that um, Gemini can sometimes get like a little too much in her head. And, sh- and just Gemini as in and of itself is sometimes like a difficulty in connecting to the heart and to spirit. To spirit. And so Sagittarius is like global, spiritual, you know, all of that. So just using that and tapping into it inside of this intellect or, you know, with that intellect is just such a beautiful combination. And that emotionality that cancer is going to bring to it really starts to create a more holistic access to the natural gifts and the abilities. And will bring you more towards your destiny, you know, like that Sagittarius... it's funny uh and i hope (laughs) anyone's listening about gemini's i don't mean this personally to anyone but i maybe it's just over time i've always sort of felt like gemini was not not maybe my favorite sign (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh interesting that it is my sign because I, I also didn't know a lot about it, but I always thought it's the twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I always sort of thought of it as sort of like two faced. That's a shadow. And you never know what you're going to get. And so I have met some uh, where their son is in Gemini and where sometimes I, it's, it's a little off putting. Um, yeah. but, but it's interesting to learn all these good quality, you know, or not good again, not good or bad, but these other qualities. And again, it depends on how, how someone's sort of evolved, but I, you know, those two sides is really interesting. I agree. And I, and I had to laugh Tara because, and I have the Gemini South node 
And I had the same exact experience as you where I was just like, not a super fan of Gemini. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) um, But, you know, I think part of that, and this is what I've been looking at for myself and what you have the opportunity to look at now too, as we're going deeper into some of the aspects you maybe didn't know about yourself from an astrology standpoint is a lot of times when we have that like off-puttedness, there's something there for us. Like we get to look at where does that show up in my chart and how do I evolve with that and get a deeper understanding of it and like look at actually the good attribute. <laughs> hmm. Well, and, and, and it's, it triggers something. So exactly. there's uh, growth that needs to happen there. Exactly. And so again, not good or bad, but, um, but it, you know, if it doesn't bother you, you're completely secure in an area um, or, or in a, a thought, but if it triggers you, there's something there for you to learn and grow. And so it's a lot of opportunity. Yep, for sure. And that's such a Sagittarian way to look at it. <laughs> that broader perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. I but think, it, I don't necessarily like it or find it comfortable. I know. <laughs> I, no. I, I know. Yep. 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 No, it's, it's, it's so true. And I can absolutely relate to that. And I think it's really funny. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to finish with your 12th house, because it's a pretty important aspect and I want to make mm-hmm. sure to cover it. Um, and your 12, so, okay. Your 12th house is like I said, you know, there's a 12 houses, 12 astrology signs. So the 12th house relates to Piscean energy because the 12th astrological sign is Pisces. And, um, and from a house perspective, this is your karmic debts, your subconscious, your limiting beliefs, It's kind of like the end of a cycle. What do you need to work through at the end of a cycle in order to start the new cycle, moving into Aries, house number one, um, kind of fresh and clear. And um, it also, uh, in life path astrology, is who you're here. It's the archetype of who you're here to serve. So whoever rules the 12th house, that's kind of like the archetype of who you're serving because as you are helping them work through their stuff, you're simultaneously working through your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that relationship that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, you, so you have mostly Sagittarius, but there's a pretty good chunk that's also Scorpio. So I am going to infuse that into this. I, you know, um, I think it's important. Um, so he that's was interesting because those are both very strong signs, right? They are very strong. Yes. And I think what, you know, how I look at this, when we look at it from the 12th house perspective is we do look a little bit more at the shadowy aspects of this because this is like working through karmic stuff and, limiting beliefs and things like that. Um, you know, and you can look at it too from, from, if you're like, Oh, okay, well, who am I serving? Who are my client? Who are like the archetype of like my really like my well-matched clientele? Well, they're, they may be the Sagittarius archetype of like, they're global. They're, um, they're very smart. They're, they're highly educated. Um, they love their freedom. They might love to travel. They're, um, they may have a little bit of restlessness. They may be seeking answers. I mean, I, yeah, of course, coming to you, like they probably are seeking some answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, and they, you know, and they're, they, there's, a, there's a fun lovingness to, to Sagittarius. But again, some of the shadows may be like, they might lack some follow through. And, you know, this one, Uh, you know, I'm just going to offer it out to you. I know you. And so I don't know that this is really something, but it might be something a little bit deeper down in some way that there, that there has been, I'm not saying it needs to be current, a lack of follow through in some way. And maybe it even has to do with a lack of follow through inside of yourself that 
um, that is a little bit of a, like Sagittarius loves to start new projects, but sometimes, you know, it's like, it's like the new, 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 Ooh, what's sparkly? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's that new little, um, yeah, sparkly thing I can chase. And, um, and that, I mean, gosh, when you're talking about finance, I, that seems so appropriate. Cause it's like, Oh, well that, Oh, that seems like a good opportunity. And it's like, okay, stay the course. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at follow through. So, but there is some other aspects. So that's really interesting. So I'm going to think about that. Yeah. That's why I said like, sometimes it's, it's hidden, you know, and these are, mm-hmm. that's why we're dealing with the non-material with the 12th house. These are the hidden aspects, the limiting beliefs, the unconscious, you know, the subconscious and all that. So it's just kind of something that you may have to dig a little deeper. And I think especially with, um, uh, with the Scorpio, like with a fair amount of Scorpio that's there too, that I see that Scorpio is really beckoning, uh, you, but also perhaps, and I, you know, I feel like you may do this already, but it's something that you could even maybe turn up potentially with the right client and all of that is that Scorpio is really about digging deeper. Let's get to the root. Let's go into the shadows. What's underneath the surface? You know, this is about getting kind of like deeply intimate, psychological and all of that. So there's this intensity that sometimes, you know, archetypally Sagittarius is like, I just want to have my freedom and have fun and go on to the next adventure. And then Scorpio is like, let's, let's get in there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know, let I want to know what's underneath mm-hmm. all this. I want to get to the root of it. I want to, you know, from a very psychological standpoint. And and I think too, because sometimes Sagittarius can be like a little emotionally detached of like, let's just go on to the next fun adventure. And and so that's where this I actually really love that Scorpio it is sharing some of the 12th house energy for you because it lends that it lends that deeper edge that mm-hmm. will really allow for the all the wisdom and uh, you know it's very symbiotic in a lot of ways it's just that Scorpio is going to go let's you know a little bit deeper and um for the shot you know when we're talking about some of the shadows of Sagittarius so but the otherwise mm-hmm. they you know Sagittarius, they want answers. Scorpio is all about figuring out the answers. So Mm, I do like a good answer. Yeah. So there is like this very symbiotic relationship here. And and again, like I said, like remembering that this relates to your own um, inner, inner work and like what you're here to kind of work through. And I, and I think too, especially with all that stuff happening in your seventh house, for sure, like around circling back to relationships with yourself, with others, because uh, Scorpio deals with intimacy. And Mm -hmm. um, so it's like really just this, this thread that runs throughout that the more that you keep uh, doing that investigation for yourself, the more Mm -hmm. like power you are like the more and more powerful you become in really facilitating that deep transformation for, for mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if how I'm- interesting. <laughs> I think this is so, and it's so interesting because I knew uh, there was a lot of cancer Mm-hmm. And I knew something about the seventh house, um, but I didn't and relationships and partnerships and love and all of that. Um, but what I think what's so interesting is that fine tuning the, the aspects that, I mean, I've learned actually maybe within the last six months to a year that I had a rising Sagittarius. I never even mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. Um, 
So that was somewhat new, but I didn't know where that related and how things, but to bring in the North node and the South node in this Gemini and the Sagittarius and then the 12th house. Um, very interesting. So I have a um, question for you. So mm -hmm. um, Mercury, so, so where are, are there some, bumpy waters ahead are there um short term i mean obviously yeah. you know long term there are going to be all sorts of different uh currents and and waves and things but i guess since we're in such a tumultuous time in the world in a world pandemic and riots and you know which i am so sensitive so it i i feel it affecting me and so maybe that's why cancers sometimes have to have a hard shell is because they are so sensitive. And if they take everything in, they couldn't, they would just be a big jelly blob. <laughs> um, right. So, so, so I'm just curious, like, can you see in that what, you know, if Mercury is going to be retrograding or <laughs> I know um, it does like four times a year, right? Yes, it does. And that's a great question. And, 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 Typically, uh, I'm not looking at like transits and things like that, which are more current things. This is all about like the blueprint that was laid down when you came into this world and then how okay. to use these different aspects to like navigate your life and your karma, like on your spiritual path, on your higher calling path, if that makes sense. But what I will say mm -hmm. to that is rather than what I think, what I really love about this is it's more about empowering you, empowering you via your blueprint and meaning that like, okay, getting an understanding of, I have all this cancer, so there's a lot of emotional sensitivity there, but how do you keep nurturing that? And that's where I was, I kept coming back to like, you just need to be hyper aware of what you allow in and what you give out. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. and that's, and, and because if you can really create this healthy give and take emotionally, spiritually, um, energetically, physically, that that will keep you empowered and vibrating at a, at a, at a level that's going to have the positive influence that you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like what I don't look, what I don't look at, and quite honestly, I have no interest in looking at, but I know that more traditional astrology does do this is more predictory types of things. I, mm -hmm. what's wonderful about this is it, I'm just going to come back to that word again, empowering. It's like about empowering yourself to be a light. How do you do that uniquely to what your chart is and mm -hmm. have I the impact that. on the world? Does that make sense? It really does. It really does. Um, because, you know, it's, it's not just your, you know, I like the way you express that with it's a blueprint. So the, this is your ship sort of, and yep. how do you continue to, you know, what destination are you going to have? What, how are you going to course correct? How are you going to use your, your North node and your South yep. node and, and all of those things? Um, but so, and, and there are ways to, you know, if you don't, if you don't mind it, you can get a hole and sink. Um, and not yes. like your destination or, yeah. you know, all those things. So there is this element of, you know, destiny, but there's also, you create it yourself. You're empowered, as you were saying, that's a, that's a good word that, uh, and I, I thought a lot about that when I was in my teens, you know, are you just, no matter what you do, uh, did you ever see the movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, 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 I did. Great movie. From forever ago. But I always sort of thought of it that way is, you know, a split second change in their life, in her life, um, made a, or in the story, uh, made a, a very different 
path, they ended up in the same place, but how they got there was so different and what type of people they were, were so different. Yeah, exactly. And so exactly. I kind of see it like that. There, there are these, that, that there is like empowerment in it. Yeah. And, and I love that analogy. And like, and I think too, just to follow on that is if I were, or if I or anybody, doesn't matter who, I, I, I feel like if there's like a predictory type of thing, it takes your power away because you've now said, mm. you know mm-hmm. what, you're just destined to be blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, well, then I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Right. Right. Or, or give up. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of give up and it takes away all the possibility. And I think it is so important to always dwell in possibility. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was just amazing. Really interesting. I I took copious notes. (laughs) I don't know if you heard me scribbling, but very interesting and and lots of different things I'm going to look up and sit with and think about and and, um, perhaps we can circle back and after I've digested this and do another reading. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, there's, yeah, there's more, there's, there's always more, but like, um, but it's, it's good to just have, you know, obviously we went through a lot even in this initial readings. Um, so it's good to digest and assimilate, but I would be honored to do, do another one. Great. Well, thank you, Anna. Yeah, you're welcome, my dear. And it was again, a pleasure to do the reading and, um, I don't know. I'll send you the recording and enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Thank you so much. It's been a true honor. I love your intuition, insights, and love and light as usual. Mm, Yeah. And same. You're, uh, yeah, just, I'm just so blessed to know you and support you and whatever. Hopefully I can do that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And we'll talk soon.